Hey friends, welcome back to another episode on Stay Forth Leadership Podcast. This is part two. We are talking about sabbatical today. Before you move on and say, oh, this one isn't for me, I bet it is. I bet you know somebody who's been on sabbatical. Maybe it was a train wreck. Maybe it was the best thing that ever happened to him. Maybe you're considering it for the future. And our hope during these two episodes is simply to demystify what sabbatical is and give you as many tools and frameworks as possible so that you can view it and it can be as healthy as possible. I'm here with my comrade, fellow sabbatical coach, Chad Lunsford. Chad, great to have you back on. Oh, man. So great to be back. I love this topic and I love what we get to do. So thanks for having me. Man, if you did not listen to the first episode last week, please pause right now and go back because we really start with why. Simon Sinek would be proud of us there. We started with why <laughs> and we moved through the what and even some of the how to, to steward a sabbatical. This we're really going to push to ground level and we're going to talk about what are three phases of a healthy sabbatical. Now, an unhealthy sabbatical probably has one phase. You just go on sabbatical, but you actually need these three phases. And um, without exception, everybody needs these three phases, or you're not going to be able to leverage this gift. Sabbatical, as we talk about, is a gift. You don't take it, you receive it. This was God's idea, but often our organizations administer it. And Chad and I talk about our own experience with sabbatical. I experienced two sabbaticals. Um, that were okay. Chad experienced one that was absolutely incredible. And I got to be his sabbatical coach walking through that. And so excited for him. Got to you know see beautiful pictures and landscapes and then just ordinary regular moments. Chad shares about that in the last one. But before we get going on this, we have a training for your team, a webinar. It's free. It's March 1st, but you do have to register. We want you to hop in. If you're just curious about what the sabbatical thing is, maybe you sit on a board, maybe your spouse is going on sabbatical, maybe you're going on sabbatical, secretly you're terrified, you're acting excited, whatever that is for you, just show up. It's free. And in that hour, we're going to walk through some very, very basic things. And we're going to walk through some pretty complex things that there's just no way you would know. Um, and I've stewarded, uh, I guess now, probably dozens of sabbaticals with people. And I see two things, Chad, these basic principles are always present. And there are things that are helpful for everybody. And everybody's sabbatical is unique. Yours was unique. And nobody's ever had one like it that I've heard about. Mine were unique. Mm -hmm. Actually did a road trip across the country with my two boys. And then uh, my wife and daughters flew out. And we had some amazing times uh, together. But it was unlike any other road trip I've had because of three things we talk about. Slowing, maturing, and replenishing that are at the heart of sabbatical. The second piece is sabbatical coaching. Sabbatical coaching is pretty rare. And we have a unique focus on it. It's actually our fastest growing area. We do leadership coaching and sabbatical coaching, and often those two go together. We invest a free breakthrough coaching session into you, so you don't need to commit for a long period of time, but we just encourage you, jump in there, and you can email us, us and get set up really quickly within a couple of weeks to be able to hop onto Chatter Eyes calendar. And we just see what, what can we break through in your life or leadership? Is there chemistry there? And then could this be a good fit? So that could be your next step here. And you can just email us with anything around these questions, uh, around the link to be able to hop into this sabbatical webinar, but especially for your first free sabbatical coaching session, just email us at hello 
at stayforth.com. H-E-L-L-O at S-T-A-Y-F-O-R-T-H.com. I love it when you do several, I don't know, five or six people have emailed me in the last couple of weeks from different podcasts I've been on, different times we've been talking about it, uh, you know, scared, terrified about what it actually is. And then after about 45 minutes, they go, oh, I've got this. And they kind of breathe <laughs> in that. So Chad and I love uh, doing that. So that's kind of our, our intro uh, today. We're going to hop right into this. So hopefully you listened to the last episode on that. Um, but the first part is, Chad, I want you to reflect um, before we get into the content on your own, that first phase heading into sabbatical. Um, what were you feeling as you approached sabbatical? You know, one of the things that we often see with each person we coach and I saw it myself is uh, people will go into it and they don't want to come back unchanged, right? They, whatever, whatever like I, sabbatical means. I don't want to waste is, it. Like this is, this is a huge opportunity. I'd better get this thing right. Yeah. Yeah. I work all the time. Now I get an opportunity to stop working. I don't want to come back um, unchanged. And that was the same for me, right? I, I went into it again with this whole list of or, you know, sort of came into the coaching phase, I should say, with this whole list of things I felt like it needed to be. And then little by little was kind of able to chisel away at what it really, you know, could be. And we, in the episode one, we kind of talk about this get to versus the have to and all the get to's came in and all the have to's, you know, were able to be shaved away. And so what was really helpful for me was begin to think through these three phases that we talk about. And I know we're going to get into it in greater depth today, but it was really helpful for me to begin to, you know, see it in different phases that I was able to think about, okay, what does the organization need while I'm away? Uh, what is it that I need to be preparing for now so that once I get into the sabbatical, I can really dive in the organization uh, there, you know, I've already handed off the baton. They're great. They know when and uh, why they can reach out to me, but they've been empowered to lead without me. I can really lean in and be present. And then I can also know how to come back differently. And so uh, we talk a lot about that. There's a spiritual component. There's a practical component. Often what I'm talking with uh, my clients, I'll say there's a little bit of science and there's a little bit of art. And uh, you know, in episode one, we mentioned you know sabbatical is disorienting, and it is disorienting, and uh, that's why coaching is so critical. Is because we can kind of walk you through a little bit of the the art process while it's disorienting. But a little bit of what we're going to talk about today is kind of that the science part, the, the practical part of kind of breaking this into three phases. Alan, I'd be interested to to know you're the one that began to develop this process that was really life changing for me, and now you know so many others. Why are there? Why is it so important to see this in phases and three? phases specifically yeah, a couple of reasons first is because every phase is completely unique unlike mm -hmm. the other and it feels like a jolt when you begin um, that next phase and so this first phase that i'll talk about is a phase of preparation we call it the prepare phase and really we're asking this question how must i prepare now in order for sabbatical to be fruitful and mm -hmm. and you're now could be six months Heading up to it, I love um, three to six months ahead of time with somebody. Even beyond that can be helpful to get a session. And just to zoom out, mostly that's accompanied by fear until we get in there, Chad. You probably mm -hmm. feel that. It's kind of, well, what about this? And they need to fling you know six or eight questions at us. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, let's just say, where are we? We're in a preparation phase. Well, what are we preparing? Our heart? to literally unhitch from work, which is going to accidentally governed us and our schedule. Um, our schedule is going to change completely. 
And we're wondering, like, do I get together for lunch with people? And what about this? And how much space do I have in there? Am I going to drive myself and, you know, my wife crazy and all that? Um, Our team, how do we prepare our team for us to be away? Our family, how do we prepare them for that much time with us? And how do we make the most of that? For some, it's staying at home. For, For some, it's travel. For many, it's a combination of those. And we need to prepare our organization for sabbatical. And so, like you say, there's a lot of practical stuff here. Um, how do we talk about it? How do we um, share with the board that likely just loves us, cares for us, but doesn't know how to, mm-hmm. to do that? So we get into a lot of those kind of things. And sometimes it's they're asking for advice. And it's, well, I think you need to film a video and share your heart behind this why this matters, when you'll be back, share what that you're not leaving the organization. People don't need to be afraid. So we actually help people communicate really well about it. But it's all about preparation in that. And so really, if we think about in ancient Jewish culture, as they prepared for Shabbat, for their weekly Sabbath, they had to prepare all week long. So it was said that they didn't prepare in one day for the next six. They took six days to prepare for that one day. And obviously, in that one day, there's enough replenishment that they are then prepared for the next. But we forget that, that there is a lot of preparation in order for us to be able to do this well. So I think that's where the stewardship word comes in for us, is in order for that to be amazing for you and you not to be just like soaked with anxiety or, you know, one day you wake up and it's sabbatical and you haven't thought about what you're actually going to do. To make the most of it, you have to prepare, like anything in life, to be proactive. So I'm really passionate about this phase. But in this phase, you really need uh, a planner. You really need help with somebody else helping you plan that. We recommend a sabbatical coach. Just to remind you, we do not recommend anybody going on or receiving a sabbatical without a sabbatical coach because Chad and I can see some things that you can't see. Uh, but at least, at least a close friend, ideally, who's been on sabbatical before that can look at your schedule. I've seen people and they plan, Chad, maybe you've seen this too, and they have 10 weeks and they have eight trips planned. And I'm like, oh, do you not remember how tired you are when you get back from a family vacation? Like take a vacation. From that. Do you see a lot of sort of uh, over planning or packing that thing. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to help people kind of whittle away a little by a little. Hey, OK. Um, well, in fact, you know, one of the things I often see with um, with leaders, again, it kind of gets back to this get to have to language where a leader was sharing with me how they um, they knew that they needed some spiritual replenishment. They really wanted to reconnect with God. And so they began to tell me how, you know, there was this one spiritual discipline that's never really worked for them, but they were going to use sabbatical to really drive that at home because they felt like they needed to learn it. And I just kind of backed them up and said, hey, if that's never worked for you, <laughs> maybe that's not what you're going to do on sabbatical. Yeah, let's, let's, let's focus on what has worked for you and uh, and let's yep. let's do more of that. Yeah. Right? And so it's just it's kind of working with them to help them yep. see, listen, there's not all this have to mm-hmm. strap sure. those. What uh, what are these get tos and the preparation phase that you know like we like we're talking here it's so it's so critical it, it's so important yep. and yeah. uh, you often talk about you're you're preparing the heart you're preparing the family right you're preparing your schedule your team your your organization um, I, I wonder what is it that you often see and you've been doing this for for, for some time you know, which of those do people often have the hardest time with and uh, and how have you helped them through it by far I would say family. Because mm-hmm. your family has different needs, different rhythms. You know, you have teenagers, I have teenagers, and uh, you have to figure out migration patterns and whatnot. What feels like a gift to you, you know, going to a lake for two and a half weeks, they may may feel like is a curse to them. Like, oh, do I have to? And so figuring out 
those kind of things that are family appropriate, schedule appropriate. Many people pair sabbatical in the summertime as it's generally less demand at their organization, um, especially if they're a pastor and their kids being out of school, but it doesn't always work. Um, sometimes people have planned sabbatical for the fall and realize I'm not going to see my kids. They're just like, it's school and then it's sports and then it's drama and they're gone all the time. So we mm-hmm. really have to dive into that first. One thing that I'm always telling um, the person going on sabbatical is make sure that your spouse has something to really look forward to. And whether mm-hmm. that's them going on a guy's trip or a girl's trip, you going on a shared vacation together, what we don't want is, oh, this is just your thing, Chad. Yeah. And so yeah. Katie's going to take the backseat to that and go, yeah, well, I hope you hear from God. I hope it's good for you. Um, that's actually not what it's for. And it misses this huge component of that. And so I usually have to refocus people on that. Um, a lot of expectation stacking, or this is my personal growth opportunity. So here are the 12 books I'm going to read and like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so I actually encourage (laughs) the get to reading versus the have to reading. I have to read. So do you in, in leadership. And if we're going to be great coaches, we have to read about several different topics so we can say, can stay sharp. Well, anything that I would regularly read in the course of the week to stay sharp, I probably need to pick up, I don't know, a Harry Potter book or a C.S. Lewis book or for me, books on cabins or building something. It's just because just because I can. Why not? Um, Mm -hmm. I could pick up a couple magazines and go, oh, man, I'd love to. Uh, And so I'm kind of an architectural nerd. And so Architectural Mm -hmm. Digest is probably a better choice for me than like a John Maxwell book or a book on coaching during that time. So that's really important. The second one is preparing the organization for them to be gone, making sure they've communicated well that they have a list that they actually have put together responsibility list, everything they would do. Somebody um, is responsible for that now. And then an emergency list is actually what's considered an emergency where you actually Mm -hmm. do need to contact me. And there's usually two or three things. And then everything else falls to the responsibility list is that, Oh yeah, Sarah's going to take care of that. John's going to take care of that. And we got it. And you need that so that you don't have anxiety Mm -hmm. when you go, they need that. So they go, wow, okay, I think we're going to be good. And uh, and the last thing in the prepare phase is actually just a slow boat ramp out. I mm-hmm. hope you don't have your biggest fundraiser of the year the day before. I hope you don't have this massive thing where you walk in limping to sabbatical. We actually want kind of an anticlimactic week where you're working at 60 or 70% um, and yeah. go, everybody got everything. And they're so well prepared. They're like, we get it, Chad, get out of here. It's your time, just go. Um, and that's actually part of preparing really well. Is your team emotionally feeling ready for it um, as well as you? And man, just let's let's be real. I hope your family's excited for it, too. If it's just like, oh, yeah, dad's just going to be sitting on the back porch, you know, reading books the whole time. That's not exciting for our kids. <laughs> we really do want something for them to go, man, this is yeah. be an amazing summer. I get to have mom or dad around all the time. Uh, so all those are, are what I see in the prep phase. Yeah. You know, one of the you know, phrases we often use around here a lot is, is you know, overwhelmed down, clarity up. Yep. And uh, I know that's what I was experiencing when we walked through the process together, Alan. And I hope that's what listeners are feeling right now. That even as they're thinking about dreaming about their own sabbatical, that overwhelm and what it could be and should be, it's going down, 
clarity is going up. And uh, that's, that's, that's the beauty of this preparation phase is, you know, it's walking through with your spouse, with your family, with your team and organization and what it is, what it isn't having great clarity. So that by the time you get to the next phase, uh, everybody is on board with what it is and what it isn't. And then you get to walk into it in a, in a beautiful way, which is a great segue into our next uh, spot here. Uh, let's get into uh, phase two, which is probably what everybody thinks about when they think about yep. sabbatical. What is it? And I want you to unfold a little bit for us, Alan. Yeah, we we call this the experience phase. So that first morning you wake up, hopefully you wake up at like 9 a.m. or something. But that first morning mm-hmm. you wake up, <laughs> ah, you literally change phases and seasons and say, this is experience phase, where you get to experience restoration, contemplation, the slowing, the maturing, the replenishing. And there's replenishment in, you know, as scripture talks about it, heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? Our holistic selves. And um, we actually probably going to feel it first in our body is we're going to feel this ability to kind of let loose and for some of that anxiety to come down. But first of all, um, leaders report needing to sleep a lot, needing to just have space. I personally just remember my mind beginning to empty as my body was getting more, um, I don't know, just uh, sleep and space in between there, even, you know, a, a culture of rest in my life, not just sleeping a lot. And um, that was, you know, sure. Why not? Like you say, say yes to my kids and walk over to the playground and just hang out for a while. There was space. There was no rush, no need to have my phone on me, uh, no quick twitch stuff that I need to answer. Uh, and then really uh, my heart, I found like thawing out and I'd be more present to my family and being even more compassionate and empathetic because I wasn't rushed to the next thing where I could stop and be present with people. Somebody calls and I could say, this feels like a get to person. I'd love to catch up. I got space to sit on the back porch. Um, And then really the last thing for me uh, and most leaders say the same to be true is, is my soul thought out last Mm. because it was sort of underneath all the other things that also needed to. So we don't recommend immediately going on a uh, spiritual retreat or going to a monastery. Um, that would make sense that that would come um, toward the end when you're really yeah. at a great spot. My soul wasn't even really thought out yet. My body was just trying to get some sleep. And, you know, it's like, how, how is it? I was a weekend. I was like, I'm just exhausted, right? I'm just coming off of adrenaline and caffeine and schedules and meetings and email in that. So that purpose mm-hmm. of replenishment, the question we encourage people to ask there, Chad, is what areas are dry? and must be replenished. What Mm -hmm. areas are dry and must be replenished? And uh, again, no shame, no guilt, no judgment, but your marriage could feel dry and your friendship with your Mm -hmm. spouse. Um, Your parenting could feel rote and like, uh, we're just kind of going through the motions um, of that coming off of the end of the school year. Um, Your time alone with God, just to be with God could feel like it's gone dry. Uh, I love time and creation. And sometimes in the midst of life, I just don't take as much time to grab a hammock and, you know, go out, go outside for an hour. And that could feel dry that time in creation and that connection. Um, one of the cool things in this phase is, and this is where I have a big smile on my face as we record this, because I love inviting people into the get tos here to say yeah. things, these gifts of God, like sleep and space. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you want to take a nap, sure. Why not? If you want to hang out with your kids and go do this fun thing and sit at this stream, why not? You have space to do that. But think about play. A lot of people forget yeah. what's dry is actually 
their sense of fun, their sense of yes. joy, their sense of, uh, I love fishing. So why not go fishing? I love building things. So why not go build things? I love poking around at bookstores. So why not find a cool old bookstore? This one guy I was coaching said, I love little small towns and I love going antiquing. And it was like, here's your job in the next week find a small town and just go walk around. And so each week she would go to a different town, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes away and just poke around and grab some lunch there with her husband and just had a blast doing that, right? That's play to her. Um, Life-giving relationships. Usually you've kind of fallen out of touch with a couple of people that are just awesome. I've got three or four guys in my life. Every time they call, I want to pick up because they're just life givers. I just want to be with them. I'm going to go eat some tacos, right? I'm going to grab a micro brew. I'm going to go grab a good pour over coffee with them. Um, prayer and, and not just like, here's my prayer time, but just walk and talk with mm-hmm. God and just finding that reconnection again, of curiosity, um, getting out in creation and also understanding your limits that I can't answer every text. I can't answer every email that comes through here and all those together, this huge gift that is experiencing restoration, that which was lost, yeah. that which is dry and that replenishment. It comes slowly. It's not like one day you're like, I'm a healthy person. Yes, I'm ready to go. But slowly people report chat yeah. something like feel like I'm becoming healthier. I'm becoming more present mm-hmm. to my family. I'm becoming and it turns out we're new creations. Uh, both at the moment of salvation, but every day we're becoming new creations. And my kids Mm -hmm. noticed it. And that connection to them was just tighter and was, you know, more fun because I don't have to think about the next thing. I don't get the Sunday scaries where I got to get back on this stallion and ride it (laughs) to work on Monday morning again that most people report. (laughs) Uh, And again, I just want to emphasize, this is not disengagement. This is engagement in new things. It isn't like just, hey, I'm going to pull away from my whole life because I can't handle it. Um, This is actually, here are the important things that were never urgent to me Monday to Friday. And here I get to engage in these deeply important things. Mm -hmm. Um, Chad, what would you add to that? How have you, quote unquote, experienced the experience phase uh, from the coach? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I experienced this personally. And I I see it in many of our clients is, you know, the beautiful thing when someone's taking a sabbatical is they're a seasoned leader, right? So they've probably been leading for 10, 15, 20 plus years. And that's possible that they probably are married. They probably have kids. And what I saw with myself and so many others is they often forget what replenishes them. Yeah. And that's okay. Right. You've been yep. doing you've been mm-hmm. doing life and leadership and you've you've been, you know, slaying it at both, but you've forgotten what replenishes you. And and so I it's so beautiful when we get to walk with people mm-hmm. and begin to help them yep. experiment. Yeah. You, I think that's part that's of great. what sabbatical is, is you get to yep. experiment and try some things. I think yeah. at one time this brought me life. Let me go yeah. try it. Yep. Or I've always wondered about mm-hmm. this. Okay. Then let's yeah. go try it. And some of those yep. will be hits and some of those will be misses. That's Have great. you seen some of that? Oh yeah. And um, one, one thing that I know anybody in a profession, you're working with your mind and you're working with your heart. Um, we can't go home and say, I created this today. And, <laughs> you know, I have a friend, he builds tables. He's an amazing craftsman. He can be like, I built this. Then I sold this and made X amount of dollars from this. But we go home and go, how do I tell my kids what I did today? You know, recording a podcast and working with people and seeing coaching results. And you're like, ah, how how do I tell them this? Uh, And so woodworking is that for me. But it's get to versus have to. It's not I have to do this home repair, but it's 
man, I get to build whatever the heck I want. So I remember piddling in the garage and still kind of being present to the family, but like being around and, you know, throwing the saw. And so I'd have sawdust. And so for me, it actually looks active. It's not the absence of doing anything. It's making sure that's a get to thing. I had one guy that I was coaching and um, he hadn't just gone to a coffee shop to hang out in years. And so we can go to a coffee shop for meetings. We can go to a mm-hmm. lunch meeting, but for him to just grab a long, slow cup of coffee and a book and just because stay as long as you want to. And then when it's time to go, go. And he did that. And he would text me, had an awesome time at the coffee shop. Like I hadn't been in too long. Um, he got out for a short hike and sent me a picture. I love when people send me pictures when I'm coaching them. Uh, and you know, he was outside. It was actually in the winter, went on a hike in the snow and he was just like, Oh, I used to love this. And I've just yes. gotten away from this. And so really it's, it's more of a reclaiming than it is mm. a finding a fresh and a new. And like you say, it's, it's, you know, maybe you loved fishing as a kid, but it just doesn't rise to the docket. And the last piece is uh, relationships that, that often replenish people. We just yes. kind of fall out of touch with folks. And there's That's usually right. two or three people on the top of the list. It's like, man, I'd love to go on a couple day fishing trip with my dad. I'd love to go on a girl's trip with these gals that, you know, are college buddies of mine. Let's do it. This is the time you sort of have an excuse to say to people, Hey, I'm on sabbatical. Can we please do that trip? We had talked about to whatever, go hiking or go to this place or hang out in Nashville. And, um, that to me is sort of calling in that to friends. Like, this is my moment. Would you come with me? I want to reconnect with you. Um, and we're not going to talk through them today, but we have five R's that we actually prepare people for sabbatical. And then they get mm-hmm. to experience these five R's during sabbatical, um, which is, which is beautiful. We could talk for a long time on that. Yes. <laughs> uh, better. We better not. What's interesting is, is you, you get to the end of this experience phase, anxiety starts to kick up a little bit and your mind is, is starting to get ready to go to work again. Just knows that this was great, but I'm not built for this long-term. We're built to rest, we're built to work. And so we try to harness that the last couple weeks of your time, encourage leaders to journal, encourage leaders to get out everything that's been in your brain. Maybe you get some sweet ideas and you start naturally to think about working and great, capture those ideas. Don't go write a book, but capture those ideas, get ready. And then our coaching starts to kind of ramp back up to ask this question of how do we reorient to work, to life? And a, and a rhythm there to family and just to our general weekly rhythms in a way that's healthy because the father speaks something to us. We have new desires. We can't go back to mm-hmm. just living the way that we were. And that's the time where people either make two, one of two mistakes. Jad, we try to keep them in the tension in between these either uh, work so hard. I'm just going to go back and work six hours a week for the rest of my life. And I'm like, <laughs> unless you just sold a business for multi millions of dollars and we, that we don't know about, I don't think that works. And I don't think that's the lesson here. The other side of, well, that was a good escape back into the grind. This is going to suck. I'm just going to hit it 110 miles an hour. Neither one of those is correct. We actually need to hold the tension as we head into this third phase that we call reorient. So uh, I'm going to put you on the spot, Chad. What did you experience personally in that reorient phase? And then what have you experienced as you've led people through that where they return to work? You know, I think a key part of what you're saying is what I experienced is that, you know, there's so many things that I was able to, um, to glean while on the sabbatical experience. 
And then as I was kind of mindfully journaling and writing down some things, taking note in our in our conversations, I was really able to redesign my life and leadership on the backside. And, you know, I was really able to um, identify what truly replenishes me, what truly brings me to life. And I didn't just leave those things in the sabbatical phase. I was able to bring them in and schedule them into my life and leadership yes. so that, uh, you know, those were s- some of those big rocks that were going mm-hmm. in first because the reality is we all know this as to why we got into you know a, a state of dryness in the first place is that those things were important to us at some point went to the back burner and eventually they were just off the stovetop altogether yep. and uh, you know, what i experienced were those things that were really replenishing for me mm-hmm. uh, i was able to bring them back and they became a part of my work or they just yep. became a part of my normal rhythm so yep. i sat yep. on my back porch more during you know my 90 <laughs> day sabbatical than i did in the prior you know yep. five years combined totally and so well then if i if I could work for my back porch, great. <laughs> or if I just needed to hang out around the sure. fire uh, of an evening, wonderful. I, I love going to downtown spaces and going to great coffee mm-hmm. shops and you know great restaurants. And so if I can set up a meeting in downtown Indianapolis, great. If I can get some of my work done there, great. Uh, you know, I could go on and on with yep. the different things, but um, that's that's you know I, I saw it with myself and I see it so much with our clients. They you know they go into it saying I don't want to come back unchanged. Mm-hmm. They get changed uh, during the uh, sabbatical experience, mm-hmm. and then we really help them identify what were those things that were life changers during yep. it. And then let's not leave them behind. Let's yeah. put it into your life and leadership going forward. That's great. And this is the neglected phase for most people. A mm-hmm. lot of people fail to plan uh, the beginning. And so they plan to fail, you know, during that time. But this is where most sabbatical coaching ends. It was like, great, Chad, we got you here. Really, we need, um, I say, two to four sessions is ideal at the end of it. So we do 90 minute sessions. That's a lot of time to talk about. Okay, so inwardly, God changed you. Chad, how's that going to make its outward expression in your schedule, in what time you're going to come home from work, in how you're going to work differently? And I do, I encourage people to return to 80, max 90% of what they were doing before, because there's a 10% gap. God's going to get you excited about something to be able to yeah. fill that space. And maybe you're living at 110%, so you're literally going to have to cut 20%. And that's where things um, that were before just normal, I say they're guilty till proven innocent. You may not return to that <laughs> weekly staff meeting that you had in the same way. You may not return to all of your one-on-ones in all that. And so you ask this question, what should my new rhythms be for this next season based on what's important and never urgent in that? And I'm actually going to bring us to a close here because your next step is probably getting more information. We can only give you so much in these two sabbatical <laughs> podcast episodes. We'd love to spend six hours with you. But what we're going to say is that for 60 minutes, we're going to dive into these. We're going to be able to answer questions. We have a webinar coming up, a training that is free. We're going to invest into you, your friends, your organization doesn't matter. It's free. This is March 1st. We got these two different time slots that you can come in so that you can work us into to your workday. Please come to that. We are going to dive in. We are going to give you your next steps. Secondly, If you are thinking, oh, I probably need sabbatical coaching, you probably do. Chad and I are so confident. We have seen this land well so many times. Have somebody to ask questions to. I had my my first session with somebody that was preparing, and I promise you, in 90 minutes, they moved from overwhelmed about their Mm -hmm. sabbatical and slightly dazed about it to I'm so excited. I have next steps. Um, We're going to plan with our family, and I'm able to say, 
it's all green lights. Or mm-hmm. I have a few yellow lights here that I want you to really think about and plan about. Or, whoa, red lights, hold on a second. Um, that doesn't make sense here. And we're able to catch it before um, you actually get there. There is nothing like going and on a hard climb of a mountain with somebody beside you saying, I got this. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and so for us, again, I was able to walk Chad through this and, you know, cheer with him as he had an amazing time and some breakthroughs he couldn't have gotten any other way. I personally wish I would have had sabbatical coaching. And so I cannot be bold enough to say, friends, if it's just a money issue, we'll talk about it. But please, please, please do not go into sabbatical without a structure, without a framework. We've got tools. They're really simple tools, by the way, that outline these three. We're not going for complex. We're actually trying to simplify this for you. So we can tell you that your next two steps, the first one's easy, March 1st, show up to that. Link is below in the show notes. Just email us at hello at stayforth.com if you don't know how to sign up for that. And secondly, is actually scheduling a breakthrough coaching session. Shoot us an email there. Chad or I will schedule with you. Um, There's no loss to you. We're going to invest that into you. And we're going to walk through what does it look like to prepare well? What do you believe this time is in your life? We're going to put our ear to the ground and listen for what the Father um, is designing in your life and we're going to help you like you say co-design and that's that's our word uh is design and design is form and function we want it to be beautiful and have a spark and have some fun to it but it's got to be functional it's got to work inside of your life your constraints your limits um and you i probably shouldn't run off to south america and uh jump on a motorcycle for eight weeks and be away from my family. That's not a gift to them. We have to work with what's there. So I couldn't be any more passionate about sabbatical coaching. I'm going to leverage any and all influence to help you have the healthiest sabbatical in these three phases possible. And if we can do that personally through breakthrough coaching sessions, walking alongside, we love to do 10 sessions uh, because we feel like that doesn't rush it along the way. And if you have any questions on this, please reach out in that chat. will be back here on the podcast And Chad, I just want to say it's been really fun to be able to coach you through sabbatical and now see you coaching so many other people through sabbatical. Thanks for hopping on and and sharing your thoughts. No, it was an absolute joy. I'm so grateful that, you know, I had such a wonderful sabbatical experience and it's truly, it's just a joy. And now it's become a passion of helping other leaders find that rest and replenishment through the sabbatical experience as well. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, it's great to have you. So fun coaching alongside of you and you're at where you're at in a lot of these spots because of this gift. And we have to say, Mm -hmm. this is a gift of God. It was administered to you by your church and God fed uh, and even heightened a lot of the passions in your life and Mm -hmm. um, brought you to pay attention to some areas um, as he did with me um, that I don't think I would have gotten to any other way in focus if I didn't have this gift of space in the midst of that. Friend, I just want to remind you of this. You are more tired than you think. If you're listening to this and you're a human, you're more tired than you think. And so maybe it's not your sabbatical time, but Sabbath is coming for you. It's this weekly invitation that who we are matters more than what we do. Deep down, we want to believe that. We truly want to believe that in a culture that has us pushing, doing, driving, activating, and work is good. And we are called to good and hard work. And yet we also get this day where we get to just be, I get to be God's kid. I get to be a dad. I get to be a husband. I get to be a friend and really to produce nothing and to take joy and great joy in that. So underneath this concept of sabbatical is this beautiful gift 
that is Sabbath each week that God gives to us, but is our job to unwrap it. And beyond that is a God who loves us because we're his kids, not because we do something for him, but just because we are his kids. I asked my daughter every night before bed as I tuck her in, who loves you? Daddy. How much do I love you? More than anything in the world, dad. A million times, a billion times, a zillion times. Say, why do I love you? Because I'm your daughter. And is there anything you could do to make me love you more or less? And she says, no. And that is a reminder. For me, it was a 10-week reminder of that. All of those questions. So that's the beauty of what we get to do here. We're not in the leadership business. We're in the freedom business. We have seen leaders get free around this topical, the topic of sabbatical and through the season. We're going to see more get free, but we want to see you experience this freedom in Christ through this time. We'll catch you on the next episode. we got more practical stuff coming your way from interviews to things that we're learning in the trenches. We love you. We're with you. We believe in you guys. Stay forth, my friends. Shot, shot, we focus so long.